1: For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Once again, Mervis sets the standard for jewelry. You've got to see our new collection. Straight row diamond tennis bracelets remain a favorite. They are simple and elegant. Our neck pieces are so sexy, they're almost illegal. Imagine a perfect diamond, suspended from a delicate gold chain, resting securely in the small of her throat. What a beautiful, sensuous gift. Our magnificent diamond bands will melt her heart. The Mervis Diamonds are ferociously brilliant. They seem to leap out at you. The designs are daring and rare. You'll find them at one place only, Mervis. And as for earrings, Mervis proudly shows the newest diamond ear studs, dangles, hoops, and anything else you can imagine. When you really love her, show it with Mervis diamond jewelry, the best there is. Two philosophies unite everything at Mervis. The finest quality and legendary Mervis value. The prices are almost too good to be true. Come see for yourself. She'll thank you forever. Mervis Diamond Importers. Financing is available. Go to MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's MervisDiamond.com or call 1-800-HER-LOVE.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Heartbeat Theatre. This is your host, C.P. McGregor, inviting you to be the guest of The Salvation Army for the next half hour. Our star this week is Paul Fries. Celebrating the new year is an event almost as old as man. It's done in as many colorful and exciting ways as there are people to celebrate. And according to varying beliefs, it's scattered all over the calendar. The Chinese call their new year Yuan Tan, which also becomes the title of our story this week, written for Heartbeat Theater by Arthur Tibbles. It's the story of quite an exciting new year. Starring in the role of Mr. Shu is Paul Fries. Here now is act one of our story, Yuan Tan.
3: Yuan Tan. Chinese New Year's. This year... The Year of the Lion.
4: My dear Captain Fogarty, as head of the city health department, I want to tell you...
5: Listen, Dr. I... Beacon, as head of the third precinct police station, I want to tell you... You are well
4: aware that the mayor ordered that you and your men give me every possible bit of help and cooperation.
5: I should you... get you and your men in to snoop through all the cellars, the sub-cellars, the tunnels, the I-don't-know-whats so of the whole oriental section of the city. Why those havens are bedded down in the third precinct. My precinct... Well,
4: this assignment may be more important than you think, Captain Fogarty.
5: Ain't I doing my best, Dr. Beacon? Oh, best.
4: Raiding a vacant warehouse on the pretext of searching for a lottery or a non existent fan game it's is. Got a... us
5: into the place, didn't it? Your boys had a first class
4: look see. Yes, we had a first class look see and found exactly nothing.
5: Well, you didn't think old man show would be that dumb. The old boy may be a grandfather, but he hasn't blown all his fuses in his old age. Oh, Idiots. Perhaps, perhaps
4: we're trying the wrong approach with these people. Now, if they were to know the real reason why we must inspect the rabbit warrens they have burrowed under the buildings, their businesses, their warehouses, oh, if they...
5: nobody never tells Fogarty nothing. All I hear is, get Doc Beacon and his boys into them cellars the heathen live in, says his honor. What are you looking for, Doc? Dirty dishes?
4: Uh, an awful lot more than dirty dishes, Fogarty.
5: Okay, so it's a state sacred.
4: I... I don't suppose you've ever heard of Pastorella pestis. P-
5: Pas- Paste—Pasteur? Nope. Oh, nope. Oh, never heard of the guy. But if he's got a record and you want him picked up... <laughs> he
4: has a record, all right, Fogerty. Eh? A record as an all-time killer. Captain Pastorella pestis is a bacterium. Huh? What you call a germ. A germ carried by fleas that infect rats. If a flea carrying that bites a man... Well, bubonic plague.
5: Plague? Like the black plague?
4: Bubonic plague is the black plague, Captain.
5: (laughs) Black plague? Why say, Doc, there ain't been none of that stuff around since... Well, since... Since a sailor from a newly arrived ship came to emergency last week. You can't mean... An intern
4: with at least an ounce of brains called Dr. Allen and Dr. Bigby.
5: You swallow all this malarkey, Doc? Oh,
4: my dear Fogarty, if it only were malarkey. Yes, we've done everything, but the only places we've never been able to check out thoroughly are the basements, the cellars, the subcellars, all the passages under those old buildings in your third precinct, Captain Fogarty. And now, to complete the job, we must do that, and do it at once. We must take every possible precaution. Do you know what may happen if any word of what we're looking for leaks out to the public?
5: Well, if you're giving me the McCoy, so we got to get in under all them buildings. I ain't got enough men to crash the whole ward. Now, if we was to ask for a detachment of the nation, Guard, No, no,
4: no. Force won't do it. You proved that yesterday... Oh, if only... If only there were someone...
5: Look, you say this Jimmy Shue is really important down there? Particularly among the older heads. And that's what really counts. The young ones, oh, sure, they're real American on the outside, just like you and me. But they still got respect for their parents and their grandparents. Yeah, if we could get to Shue on his own level. Say, could I let... One more in on this secret stuff? This Black Plague angle? One
4: more? <laughs> then ten more, fifty more? No! If I hadn't needed your help so much, you'd All
5: right, ne- Doc, all right, all right. There's only one person I can think of who might handle this and set up a straight deal with Jimmy Shoe. Oh? You know, get it all fixed up so your men could check out the whole district. All of it. Well. Places you and I could never ferret out. Mm-hmm. Now, if she would... She? Oh, oh that does it. You heard me. She, Marty Ross. They used to call her the Angel of Poverty Row. Oh, you should write a book for me, She was just a kid, starting as a Salvation Army worker. We used to call them year. Well, I
4: don't see what all this has to do with... Salvation
5: the... Army had a mission down there, and she used to work in that district. Now, if I can locate her... Doc, maybe Marty Ross, Salvation Army, retired, is the one person in this whole town who can talk Jimmy Shue into giving us the help we need.
0: Grandfather, if I'm not bothering you...
3: Uh, Yes, granddaughter. Yes, flower petal.
0: How much is 68 times 32?
3: 68 times 32... 2,176, little one.
0: How can you do arithmetic so quickly on the abacus, Grandfather? You have the answer before I can even write down the figures and begin to multiply.
3: <laughs> Bead arithmetic is my way, flower petal. To use pencil and paper to mark down each figure, to calculate in such a fashion, we call that written arithmetic. To use the abacus so, to push the beads back and forth on the frame in which they are mounted, this we call bead arithmetic
0: Well, an electric adding machine is easier than either way
3: I concede, little granddaughter that modern machines are wonderful things so quick, so convenient so accurate but flower petal modern machines make the brain slothful
0: Grandfather, why can't you call me Flora? That's my real name in school and every place else (laughs)
3: Impetuous You child Of course your name is Flora In every place except your grandfather's home. But as I grow old, I grow sentimental. As you know, your grandmother's name was Flower Petal. You were called after her.
0: Was she lovely, Grandfather? Really, truly lovely?
3: Yes, she was lovely. Like the flower petal whose name she bore.
0: Grandfather, How did you get to know each other? She was so far away and you were here. Did you... Uh, Luella Fong says, and she swears it's true of lots of girls in those days. Did you buy grandmother? I mean, really, truly buy her with money? Or, oh, I guess Luella Fong was just talking out of her big mouth.
3: Well, there were few marriageable girls of our land here in America in those days, granddaughter. You know, even in our Christian religion... Man was not born to live alone. If such a thing had happened, it might have been like this. Well, young Shoe, you are 26 years of age, counting in American fashion. Can you not make up your mind? A wise man seeks an honest bargain, broker of price.
6: Always you come here to look, you see pictures. Here, this lovely girl. Price, three hundred dollars.
3: 300 is a great number of dollars, Broker of Brides.
6: Ah, others may deal in hundred-dollar brides, young shoe. Look, I have better this one. Lovely as a lotus blossom in moonlight on a quiet lake. Seven hundred dollars. Gold of a certainty.
3: She looks very
6: nice. She looks very nice. Ah, fifty years from now, you might have so much
3: as seven (laughs) hundred
6: dollars. Fifty years for me. It
3: is not alone a matter of price, broker of brides. It is
6: not alone. You have seven hundred dollars? Gold?
3: I can pay such a price as we agree upon in gold. Oh,
6: you would pay a great price for a true pearl, for a bride with all of these, for a heavenly blossom who could even make conversation in this uncouth language of the barbarians among whom we dwell, for a bride who could speak English.
3: There is none such to be purchased from you, nor from any other broker of brides for that matter. In our country, how many girls of an age for marriage can read and cipher in our own language, let alone twist their pretty tongues around the horrors of this harsh English language? Ah, but if there were such a bride with uh,
6: beauty and wit and charm who could speak English, perhaps a scholar's daughter, a scholar who indiscreetly plotted against the empress and whose neck... uh, mm -hmm, Shall we say a scholar who... ...parted with his head and his learning at one stroke.
3: (laughs) Impossible. But how would such a one...
6: Ah, uncle is not to niece, as father is to daughter. Rice is costly.
3: Such a bride even in her youth would be unruly.
6: Ah, true beauty.
3: And beauty justifies its own existence. If a man has two loaves, he may sell one and buy a flower... But if he has one loaf... Ah, a beauty with wisdom. Wisdom in a bride must remain a hidden virtue.
6: Such a bride and able to speak
3: English. Able to speak English? Uh, look, you young Shu.
6: This picture I have not as yet shown to anyone else. Such a feast for any eye, young or old. Look,
3: look. Youth for youth. A price on this bride, Broker. Oh, on such a pearl? How can a price be named? The Price Broker of Brides.
6: I tell you, I... uh, uh, in gold?
3: In the fat golden coins of America. Uh, You have the
6: coins? More than... uh, more than... I
3: did not refuse to look upon the $700 bride.
6: Ah, then... then...
3: uh... The bride of whom we speak. Her name? Oh, her
6: name! We speak of dollars. We speak of fine, fat, golden dollars. One thousand dollars gold. I will not bargain.
3: I do not haggle as if I were buying a fish in the marketplace. Uh-huh. It is agreed. One thousand dollars gold. Five hundred this night. The second five hundred dollars when my bride is in my arms here in this city. Uh,
6: the first five hundred.
3: Mm. <laughs> This is but gold, (laughs) and I buy paradise. Ah. This uh, bride will arrive soon, in one month, perhaps two? Uh,
6: The ship uh, which bears her is now upon the great ocean. Uh, She will arrive for New Year's. Yuan Tan, our New Year, not the just-past New Year of the barbarians. And this this will begin the year of the lion. She will arrive, young Shu, she will arrive... And her name, Broker of Brides. Her name, Yang Shu, her name is Flower Petter.
2: That was Act One of Yuan Tan, a New Year's story starring Paul Freeze as Mr. Shu. Even as the old seeks to close its door on the garden of life, the bolt rattles in the gate of the new. A rather quaint way of sighing that the old year's almost finished and the new here, but true nonetheless. It's been a busy year for all of us, a busy one for the Salvation Army as well. Their Red Shield trucks have picked up tons of used and discarded clothing and furniture. Their men's social service centers have taken in thousands of men in dire need of their services. Their homes and hospitals treated hundreds of patients. Their emergency units covered numberless disaster and emergency situations. Many of you listening right now have been helped in varying ways by the Salvation Army this past year. And since New Year is a time for making resolutions, let me suggest that one of them be to contribute generously... This coming year to the all-embracing and truly wonderful work of the Salvation Army. Now, Act Two of Yuan Tan, starring Paul Freese as Mr. Shu.
7: Officer Fogarty, will you come down to this end of the counter, please? You'll see, Mr. Shu, I'm quite certain this policeman is a very fine
5: young man, and you can
3: but trust him... But this is contrary against your law. The law he must enforce.
5: And what is it now that a fine young Salvation Army lass and this heathen rascal? Shu, what have you been plotting? Oh, sir, we do not plot. We... Mr. Uh... Shue, do let me explain. And from the goodness of my heart, you're after knowing that I'll not refuse an odd favor.
7: Well, it's like this. Mr. Shue here is going to be
5: married... Oh, the marvel of it. No doubt it's bridesmaids you'll be looking for, eh? And now, forgive me, miss. I see it's dead serious, you are.
7: Well, You've come very close to the heart of the problem, only it's the bride Mr. Shu
5: is searching for. Oh, there's so few girls of his country in this town that it would be a difficult thing to misplace one of them.
7: Well, she's not exactly lost. Well, then... I, I scarcely know how to explain this. You see... Well, well, Mr. is quite certain his bride-to-be is at number 24, Dixon Street.
5: Well, then it'll be no trouble at all for Mr. Shue to waltz over there, take her by the hand and... It seems to be a little trouble. <laughs> trouble, huh? Well, I suppose fathers are the same in any language. But there's little I can do about this, ma'am. Parents have certain rights. Uh,
7: this is not her father. You see...
5: I see... Well, now, ma'am, before the goodness of your heart is after completely displacing your common sense, suppose you slip up along the counter here and let me have a palaver with this young hay, then.
7: Oh, I did so hope you'd understand.
5: No, then, Jimmy Shaw, sure. I'll be after lending an ear to your troubles, but I'll promise you naught in advance. It's me bounden duty to uphold the law, you know. Well?
3: but well, in English words, it is difficult. If you could speak in my native language... The English is good enough for me. It's married you'd be after getting? That is right, sir. Married.
5: No need to be sir and me. There's no gold braid on me shoulders yet. Now oh, then,
3: just where would you be after finding a girl to marry? What? Well, an answer to your questions requires much thought. A picture bride
5: you've bought and paid for? She's been smuggled into the country, perhaps? And they'll not deliver the girl? Well, I'll need no answer from you in words. It's the law I'm sworn to uphold. Hmm. Across the way at number 24
3: Dixon Street, you said. 24 Dixon Street. You are ultimately correct, sir. And uh, would she be after having a name, this girl? Oh, yes. Flower Petal. Sir, her name is Flower Petal in English words. Now I ask you, what kind of a name
5: is that flower petal? If I find the girl's been smuggled into this country, and if I find the girl knowing this to be true, don't you know it's my sworn duty to take her off to
3: immigration? Don't you know that, Jimmy Shoe? Such action would not be my better preference. But even so, that would be more preferential than... Sir, you will look here upon this picture. You will look kindly upon this picture of flower petal.
5: Mm hmm. Well, sure, and it takes all kinds and all tastes, as Mrs. O'Leary said when she kissed the cow. Now then.
3: And she speaks English.
5: Does she know? Mm hmm. And suppose you were after finding this. Uh, this Daisy Petler, or whatever the girl's name may be, how would you be after marrying her? Is there some kind of church you fellows have of your
3: own down here? From Salvation Army. I have come to believe sincere in Christian. Flower Petal will do as I tell her. <laughs> yes, there's a bit more you need learning about women, indeed. We will marry in Christian and legal manner of America. But if you send Flower Petal... Uh, are you there, my pretty Salvation Army lass. Oh, you can
7: be of some help to Mr. Shoe, Patrolman Fogarty. You don't think there'll be any trouble if you find this girl.
5: you know? Now, ma'am, don't you bother your head a bit. "'Tis but one thing I'll ask of you. I'm after knowing you've served many a cup of coffee at your Salvation Army mission, but do you suppose you could tend this bit of a hole-in-the-wall cafe while Mr. Shue and I step across the way to number 24 Dixon Street and investigate the small matter of Mr. Shu's intended? Oh,
7: I can run an entire chop-suey parlor single-handed if you can help Mr. Shu. Do hurry, Mr. Shue. You, you won't get in any trouble, Officer Fogarty?
5: <laughs> My judicial presumption is that a girl who speaks English rather than some outrageous heathen tongue is bound to be a citizen. And it would not be for the likes of me to be carrying me investigation any further, always presuming we find Mr. Shoe's daisy-blossom.
6: Mr. Officer Policeman Fogarty, if there has been some small, some very small misunderstanding in the matter of, uh, shall we say, Mr. Shu's intended bride right.
5: A simple question I'll be after asking the likes of you. What's her name, Shu? A flower petal.
6: Instantly, if not sooner, the young lady will be here to speak for herself. Uh, oh, I am uh, what in your language you call guardian of young lady. My... Uh, Dear Mr. Officer Policeman, Miss Flower Petal. Come closer, my dear. A little silence in a woman is a splendid thing, but surely you'll recognize your fiance, this noble young scion of illustrious house of shoe?
3: Flower petal. Flower petal.
0: As all speak in English words, so shall I speak in English words. I feared never to set eyes on you. Oh,
3: Flower Petal.
5: You have no objection that the young lady leaves with us? Oh, but such has always
6: been my honorable intention, Mr. Officer Policeman Fogarty. You will accompany this man.
5: Well, as this young lady's guardian, since she speaks English so well, there's no question of her being an American... Oh, certainly. The
6: officer policeman can judge well for himself in such matters.
5: It is not a matter that gravely concerns a simple patrolman pounding a beat. Well, come along. Uh, oh,
6: and since this is Yuan Tan, the day of our New Year, in sequence this year, the Year of the Lion, I wish you, Mr. Shu, many men, children.
3: I shall accept such good fortune as you offer, Mr. Broker of Brides. Flower petal.
0: I shall follow my master's bidding.
5: You will do nothing of the sort, miss. I'll hand you over to the Salvation Army lass that's waiting for us. And with her, you'll stay until the two of you can be married like civilized human beings. Off we go now.
7: seem incredible, Dr. Beacon. I I thought the Black Plague was a thing of the past. Defeated, conquered, wiped out by the progress of medicine.
4: Major Ross, it's been my experience that no disease is ever defeated.
7: Uh, As in my work, the Lord's enemies never seem defeated. But you ask me for help? Uh,
4: Yes, yes. Uh, Captain Fogarty thought, ma'am, well, perhaps he can explain it better than I. I've outlined our problem. We dare take no chances. We must get into every nook and cranny of that congested district around Dixon and
7: Earl Streets. Oh,
4: but
5: surely in this day and age you'd well, have Well, no... in some ways, Major Ross, things haven't changed much. Not from when I pounded a beat in the third precinct and you helped with the Salvation Army's open-air meetings, served coffee and doughnuts at the mission... I can recall that you ran an oriental restaurant for an hour or so one evening.
7: (laughs) So I did. While you followed your captain's advice to administer the law with a nightstick and a liberal measure of common sense.
5: <laughs> Doctor, if you heard an Oriental girl speaking perfectly good English, you wouldn't feel called upon to suspect her of being a bought and paid for a picture bride now, would you? Well,
4: yeah, I guess you're right, whatever it is getting forward to, but uh, I don't quite see... Uh,
5: what all this has to do with getting your men to check all over that district for rats? Mm. <laughs> Major Ross will get the point. Major? Yes? Could you stand a little trip over to the third precinct with Doc and me? You want time? New Year's being tonight, so at least you'll get a bit of entertainment. I'll be glad to go, but do you really... We'll pay a little call on Jimmy Shue? It seems to me he owes you a favor.
7: No, Captain. He owes us nothing. It was good fortune that the Salvation Army was able to show Flower Petal and Jimmy
5: the way. Well, I didn't mean it that way, just... You'd help us by asking Shue to help the doctor? I will always try to help. It's a cold night.
7: I must get a heavy coat.
5: Uh, leave it to me to put me big foot in my mouth. Well, I'll give Shoe a ring. <laughs> Tell him we're dropping by. Give him time to letter up a few more wise cracks for him to translate for me.
3: Doctor, most certainly your men shall have full access to every part of this vicinity. I shall send out word immediately. Oh, thank God I've been half out of... That's as simple as that. Well, why, sir, do you look upon us as a devious people? It is simple. You ask,
5: we answer. Oh, come off it, Shu. You're just on your good behavior tonight because it's you on
3: You know, most of the time you... Even you, Captain Fogarty, after so many years... Had you thought to ask me what I was doing all alone in that warehouse... ...where, as usual, you smash down the doors... at 24 Dixon Street. And beyond that, uh, granddaughter...
0: Yes, Grandfather?
3: Tell Captain Fogarty about our plans for the old warehouse.
0: Oh, it's going to be a club for all the kids in the neighborhood. Grandfather says we can have rock and roll music if we want... You know, it sometimes surprises me how smart older people can be.
3: Now, now, you had best tell Amapichi to serve the refreshments. Fogarty, old friend, you are very quiet. I've been thinking. Sometimes a very dangerous pursuit. You haven't translated one of those writings of yours for me tonight. And you miss it, eh? Wait, I have brushed a very special one for you tonight. Actually, from one of our own philosophers, not one of yours. Here, I shall read it for you. Fate produces relatives. Friends we choose for ourselves. Friends we choose for ourselves. (laughs) Sure, do you suppose we have been friends all these years, even though... There are many kinds of friendship. Now... I shall open the windows. Let in the Yuan Tan, the new year. Major Ross, you are thinking...
7: Of many things. My work in the Salvation Army, the wonderful people I've known in my work. Now another year, a second new year, for ours was a month ago. But...
3: Stand here at the window, Major Ross. You see the torch lights as the procession of Yuan Tan approaches? They make me think of the words you taught to Flower Petal and to me so very long ago. And God said, let there be light. And there was light.
2: So ends the final act of Yuan Tan, starring Paul Frees as Mr. Shu. Be sure and listen in again next week for another Heartbeat Theater story. Heartbeat Theater is a presentation of the Salvation Army and has been chosen by the Armed Forces Radio Service for broadcast over their networks in Europe and Asia. Until next week, this is your host, C.P. McGregor, saying thanks for listening and a very happy new year to you all.
1: For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Nothing will flatter her more than Mervis Diamond ear studs. She'll wear them every day. It's the one essential she'll never take off. Mervis Diamond ear studs are classic. They're the ideal accessory. Our studs are brighter and flash more. That's my guarantee. It's the world-famous Mervis quality which creates that blaze of light. Mervis Diamonds are so brilliant, it's rude not to stare. Mervis proudly shows the most diamond ear studs. We offer all sizes and prices. Starting at just $500 for gorgeous half-carats, our unrivaled collection includes studs from modest to truly grand. The amazing thing is the Mervis value, which makes our Diamond Ear studs so affordable. For the rest of time, you can trade up your Mervis Diamond Ear studs for larger, and we'll apply the full purchase price. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Just bring your studs back whenever you're in the mood and keep moving up. All you pay is the difference. Mervis Diamond Importers. For Diamond Ear studs, you can't live without. Financing is available. For stores, go to MervisDiamond.com. Again, that's MervisDiamond.com or call 1-800-HerLove.